Hi, I'm Kyle Floyd, CEO and founder of Vox Royalty Corp. We're a specialist royalty company that focuses on generating the highest returns on invested capital in the sector. We look for third-party royalties or non-operating interests all over the world. Uh, we have the second largest holding of hard rock mining royalties in Australia, and we've been one of the fastest growing businesses in the industry. Kyle, good to see you, man. Good to see you. We have spoken so many times, but we never met, so uh, nice to see you in person, and not, not a shabby, not a bad uh, backdrop there either. Um, Right, we're going to help, we'll get an update from you, of course, but we're going to also help some people, maybe not, but expose themselves to royalties as well, explain a few things along the way. Um, first of all, you're at the conference, you're here meeting uh, who, what do you want out of it, what are you talking about? I mean, kind of the mix of everyone. Uh, it's great business development opportunities, a lot of investors, uh, mm. a lot of all the support industries that, that go around mining, and so the Denver Gold Forum does a fantastic job yeah. in the conference. Clearly, the venue is spectacular. Yeah. Um, so we get a little bit of everything out of it. Okay. And you, you, unlike me, you only drove down. You drove here in a matter of hours. Uh, slightly jealous of that. It's my favorite two weeks of the year being based in Denver. I bet. I bet. Well, like, okay. Let's let's kind of kick off and get an update from you. What what have you been doing since we last saw you? The name of the game is revenue. How's that going? Well, look, last year we did $9.7 million in top line, the royalty revenue receipts. And this year we get the guidance for 11 to $13 million in revenue. Right. And look, things are tracking really well. We had an announcement uh, about a month ago where we received first revenue from a royalty, frankly, far before we expected it. And that crystallized a 15x return yeah. on our invested capital into that transaction. And so uh, we're tracking really well. The business is really strong. Um, clearly, you know, some volatility in the marketplace, but I have to say the, the strength of the Vox business um, has never been better. Right. But isn't this the time where you guys should be, sh you know, shining? You've got a lot of cash-stranded companies looking for alternative financing, royalties, streaming, etc. Is it bundled in with that. So are there lots more inbounds in moments like this? You know, there are. It's a, origination financing, what we call finding royalties and streams with the operator of the mine and then financing uh, them in return for that stream royalty. That's not our core business. Right. Uh, it certainly is for a lot of the industry. And I think we're seeing more of those types of transactions. Right. Um, our focus is finding, for the audience that's new to Vox, our focus is on finding already existing royalty contracts all around the world where we have an edge in sourcing those opportunities and ultimately procuring those royalties into our portfolio. Right. Okay. But absolutely, you're seeing that demand profile change as the equity markets have been challenged. So, the, so these third-party third royalties, so let, let's get into the ways of what that means. We've talked in the past, you've got this big database of a lot of these royalties that you've been putting together over the past, well, several years. Now, how do you go about sort of chasing those people up? Why, why, in fact, sometimes you're, they don't even know they've got them from memory, is that right? <laughs> Yeah, so our the, the process for Vox is a little different. What we're ultimately seeking to accomplish for our shareholders is a multiple uninvested capital. Um, so one of the challenges with the royalty sector is it can be so competitive that absolute rates of return have been driven down over time in the royalty sector. Um, that's probably healthy in some respects, but our business is fundamentally different. The royalty database that you speak of allows us to find royalties that others don't know about. Uh, in many cases, and we have a team of deal sourcing agents that work for us all around the world. So we found royalties uh, with doctors in West Africa. We found royalties with hearing aid technology companies, uh, automotive parts businesses, telecom companies, uh, family estates, you name it. And so that's the interest that we look to, to procure um, all over. And since 2019, we've done more of those specific third-party royalty acquisitions right. than anybody else in the world. 
And so, but the uniqueness of our process is that it's a team of mining engineers and geologists doing the hard work on the front lines to understand and evaluate assets and look for developments from data sets that no one else is looking at to try and triangulate value uh, and try and triangulate where these royalties are and who owns them and then get in touch with them and ultimately ideally bring them into our portfolio at great value for our shareholders. Right. So that's about the, the most efficient use of your capital. Where, where do you deploy that in capital? And I've asked this question of like lots of CEOs this week and, and, and some royalties as well is it's been a difficult market for a while now. Have you had to rethink your business model? Have you had to rethink your strategy for deploying capital? It's a great question. Uh, the reality for Vox is, given the success of the majors, the Royal Golds, the Franco Nevadas, the Wheaton Precious Metals, um, it was no surprise, and you have to go back, I started this company more than a decade ago now. It's no surprise to me that the wave of royalty companies has been um, really robust and there's been new entrants or a few new entrants every single year. We planned on this competition, long story short, and we created a business that could have a durable competitive advantage, even in the face of a very competitive industry. And so, you know, our unique database, our unique process and our discipline around that and mm. the investments that we've made over the better part of a decade to enhance those mm. um, allows us to continue finding great value in a sector that value is a struggle for a lot of companies right now. Right. And how are you going to be driving value for your shareholders? Because okay, the market's been hit pretty hard in terms of the risk off equity environment uh, right now. M&A seems to be on everyone's lips at the moment. You want to make yourself defensible. You haven't quite reached the heights that you think you're going to be capable of getting to. So again, how, how do you play this market? Well, I think we're seeing a bifurcation uh, in a number of different respects in the royalty industry. You are seeing some um, of our peers where their portfolios are also growing well, and you're seeing peers that probably overpaid for growth in a lot of respects mm. facing some challenges. I, I think when you look at the the facts of Vox, we've generated the highest return on invested capital over the last half dozen years. We've put about $50 million into royalty purchases. That's yielding 11 to 13 million this year is another year of a 25% current return on long duration cash flow. And so our objective is to keep doing exactly what we've been doing. I don't think we have to do anything different. Are there certainly ways that we can improve Absolutely. And, and maybe, you know, our market facing presence being one of those, because I do think we're fundamentally so disconnected from our real intrinsic value and we haven't closed that gap yet. And right. I think that is a frustration for us and, and our board and our shareholders is we want to realize the full value of Vox as soon as we possibly can for our right. shareholders. Um, but I think what does that is continued discipline and execution over the coming months, quarters and years. Right. And, and, and given that there's not too many third party royalty companies out there. Um, and most of the kind of conventional streaming royalty companies, either. does that make you more defensible? Does it make you less attractive? I mean, how, how do you view that? You know, I guess, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Um, I, I think our business model is the best in the industry. We're right. clearly fundamentally biased, but I think our returns and our track record is validating that and will continue to validate mm -hmm. that. Um, you know, we, we had a really interesting transaction uh, that we announced last week where we found immense value. Um, and I think that was one of the questions on Vox is, were we lucky or are we? do we truly have a systematic advantage? Mm. And I think we're proving, we know we have a systematic advantage. And I think we're proving that we have that outwardly to the market. And that transaction was a big part of it. Um, and we'll continue to execute on that. One of the other questions we get is, okay, again, is that 
you a one trick pony? Was that just something that you're able to do very infrequently? Or can you continue to execute that with, you know, a, a pretty good cycle? And um, I think the answer to that we will prove again is yes, we have an ability to find value in a sector that you know yeah. is highly competitive, where returns, broadly speaking, for royalty companies have been driven down because of that competition. And I think we're an outlier in that respect, and and I think that's very you know that's validated at this stage. Right. So I, I guess I guess that, like I say, the name of the game is revenue. For you, you need access to capital and ideally cheap as possible capital, and you need to buy effectively, efficiently, because you can give away a lot of the upside if you don't get the, get it right at the beginning or in the beginning of the deal. So if I'm looking at say that deal from last week, how do you go about evaluating that and say this is a good use of money? And by the way, investors, this is why you should believe me. And by the way, lenders and credit facility guys, this is why you should believe me. What does that process look like? Well, like it started, I mean, we started looking at this portfolio of royalties more than seven years ago. Um, we've wanted to buy it every single day for the last seven years. And we finally uh, were in position to, to move on it. And ultimately, you know, as we put in the press release, we've acquired 50,000 gold equivalent ounces for where the resources stand now. Mm. That doesn't count further exploration upside that is present in the two kind of key cornerstone assets in this portfolio, Red Hill, uh, and then also Horseshoe Lights. And so 50,000 gold equivalent ounces, you know, let's say high level round numbers, gold's at $2,000 an ounce. Mm. Um, on an undiscounted basis, that's $100 million in value. Uh, these are very, very good projects, particularly this Red Hill Gold asset that has a 1.2 million ounce uh, resource is, uh, I think, the most interesting royalty we've ever had a chance to acquire in our portfolio. Right. Okay. Okay. And I guess I want to come, obviously, you could just be here, but so thanks for coming and seeing us. But um, to, are, we, are we saying that because the third party royalty business, we're saying that's not necessarily a seasonal thing in the sense that we or a cyclical thing i should say it's not a cyclical thing in the sense we need to wait for a downturn we can get after these things at any any time is, is that is that is that how you view this exactly. right okay exactly. Exactly so it's right. very very different from the, the other royalty companies at the moment who are you know are out there looking to find good companies who are just cash constrained at the moment so that's why i kind of intrigued by the the, the model can your model sit with conventional models can you or will you would you consider adapting take advantage of these kind of cycles and the downturns on markets like this look i think when you when you evaluate returns across the spectrum certainly in many cases the majors have done exceedingly well in these types of downward cycles for equity valuations um, i think the junior companies have a harder time being competitive because mm -hmm. uh, scale matters liquidity matters the quality of the operators matters immensely and you can't compete, in my opinion, you can't compete heads up with the majors. They have a lower cost of capital infrastructure that's been developed over you know, the better part of 20, 30 years in many yeah. cases. And I think that's a very challenging business proposition to outline to your investors that you're going to keep, you're going to heads up compete with them. Our business model allows us to navigate outside of the competitive waters, find mm -hmm. royalties that others either don't know about or aren't in front of. Um, and ultimately, you know, you talked about how do we interact with the cycles? We're providing liquidity or asset diversification to an eclectic group of owners of royalties where it's not usually their core asset. And so we're able to offer something, liquidity or asset diversification that's needed throughout the cycle. Mm -hmm. And so it, it really tends to produce a consistency with our deal flow 
um, that's not as dependent on cycles, which I think is a really good element of our business. Okay. So what does the near-term future hold for you? How do you, how do you play this market? Um, do, you, do you change anything about what you're doing, or is it just a steady, a creative march forwards? Are you coming on it? I mean, I think you know the answer, and it's just it's more of the same for Box. Um, you know, when we came public three and a half years ago, we were kind of reminiscing about the COVID times where we went public. Uh, look, there was a lot of unknowns about what we would deliver as a business. Uh, I think, you know, we made some big statements of our business was different. We had unique competitive advantages. We had unique systems and processes that allowed us to consistently find and generate excess value for our shareholders. And we're seeing those returns in a compounding fashion now within the portfolio. I don't believe the market's giving us anywhere near um, you know, the valuation or the credit that we have already existing in the portfolio, let alone any goodwill for our ability to continue on a durable basis creating value for shareholders. So right. uh, it's more of the same. It's more, you know, I think we've proven ourselves to be very disciplined with what we acquire um, and we utilize the advantages that, you know, we've spent more than a decade building. Good to see you, man. I'm glad it's going well as well. Thank you. Well done. Appreciate it.